you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Amen. And so this week begins a new series. Beginning a new series, and it's called... What's next? That's the big question. Everybody's asking, what's next? If all of this has happened in the year 2020, from January until now, May the 24th, all of this has happened, what's next? I mean, as much as has happened from January till now, it seems like there's nothing else that could happen in 2020, right? My goodness, we've had so much going on in this year. What could be next? And the question is, what's next? And wow, it feels like we're in a maze. We're in a place that is puzzling. You know, a maze is a puzzle. Uh, a maze is a puzzle with multiple entrances. There's multiple entrances into this maze. And that's important and significant because we, we all got into this maze, but not through the same entrance. Our entrance may look different, but we're all in the same puzzle. We're in the same maze, if you will. And in a, in a maze, there's entrances, there's exits, and there's dead ends. And so you, you may uh, find yourself like I found myself in this maze of 2020, COVID-19, and there's some dead ends that we've already hit. I know I've hit a couple of dead ends since... Uh, March, a couple of dead ends, and we all experience that. That's just because we're limited. We're, we're limited in our knowledge. And Proverbs 4, tw- uh, 14, 12 says, There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. And so if you've taken one of those paths already <laughs> and it's a dead end, that's okay. There's hope. We're going to show you how to reverse course, and we're going to guide you out of this maze. There's multiple exits, and that's significant because uh, the Lord has an exit for us. We just need to hook up with him, let the Holy Spirit guide us to the exit. That's good news that there is an exit. There's always a way out. No matter what situation you're facing, no matter how dark it looks, you know, the the prophet was there and the enemies were surrounding him and his servant was saying, what are we going to do? We're doomed to die. And the prophet prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes. And in a moment's time, he was able to see in the spiritual realm and see that there's more with us than against us. So always remember that there's more with us then against this, there's, a, there's an exit. There's a way out. There's crossroads that we come to every day. Every day there's a cross, crossroad. Is it this way? Is it that way? And I think people are, are wanting to know. There, were, there was a time when the, the Apostle Paul wanted to go to Asia. And as he was going to Asia, he was met with a crossroad. The, the Holy Spirit created a crossroad and forbid him to go to Asia. He had another path. There was another exit that he needed to take, another way that he needed to go in order to do something that God wanted him to do. And so this crossroad that we face daily, is it this way? Is it that way? 
But you know what I find? When people get in the crossroads, because they don't know which way to go, they just stand there. And that's happened to me here in the past couple of weeks. It, being so overwhelmed. I don't know about you, but my inbox has been bombarded with, with email. Just this and that and solutions and we know you're uh, needing this and that. And it, it just seems like there's even more and more stuff, information, emails that are coming to us, texts that are coming to us. I'm like, how did these people get my phone number? Calls on the phone. You know, you block that number, and then five minutes later, that same computer voice calls you back from another number. How does that happen? And so we're flooded with direct voices and competing messages, and everyone's trying to answer the question that we're all facing each day. What do we do next? Or what is next? We have more advice than what we need and certainly more than what we ask for. We're in this maze of uncertainty. And so there's this sense of not knowing. But I'm here to tell you today that not knowing is okay. If you don't know, it's okay. When you're in the middle of the maze, you lose perspective, right? All you see is what's in front of you until the next crossroads or until the next uh, seemingly dead end, but when you get there and you get closer, you see there's either a way you can go left or right. There's direction if we move forward. We need perspective, though. You know, in a maze, you're only seeing what's in front of you, but if, you, if you're lifted up over the maze, you can see. You can see the paths that are able to be taken. We don't know what is next, but this is good news because Abraham didn't know what was next. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, God called Abraham out and he said, the Lord told Abraham, you are to leave your land, leave your relatives and leave your father's house and go to the land that I'm going to show you. That should be comforting today if you're a no-not. I'm a no-not. Are you a no-not? Abraham was a no-not. And it's not wrong to be a no-not. <laughs> it's not wrong. Don't worry if you're a no-not. We don't have to know where we're going because God knows. Because He does. We just need to follow Him. And this is what Abraham faced as God called him out. God was teaching him how to walk by faith. And that's what it takes to follow God. To follow God out of this maze, we have to walk by faith. We have to listen to Him, look to Him, and follow Him. And so, here we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. This is an awesome scripture. Man, we could actually minister on this for a year and not squeeze all of the goodness out of it. I'm going to begin in verse 9, chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, and it says this. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no mind has imagined, what God has prepared for those who love them. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. 
For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. That is so refreshing. Verse 11 says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we, are re we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. There's so much in that scripture. I want you to meditate. Go back to that scripture all week long and just meditate on the fact that God wants to show you something. And it's not going to come through your mind. It's going to come by His Spirit into your spirit because He wants to reveal what's next to you. But there's something that we can take away from the Scripture that's so comforting that there are some things that we're not going to know. <laughs> there are some questions that you're going to have unanswered. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay not to know. Don't condemn yourself for not knowing. Don't let anybody else condemn you for not knowing. Because there's some things that God really, we're not able for him to explain them to us. We just have to follow him by faith, just like Abraham. He said, Abraham, come on, come on, come on. I'll show you where you're going to go. I'll take you there, but you need to follow me. And that's, that's where we're at in this maze. Who is our guide? We have to identify our guide. That's the title of the message today. Identifying your guide. Because if you have the wrong guide, guess what? You're, you're, you're liable to get, up, get off on the wrong ex exit. You're liable to end up in the wrong place. Your guide can be taking you down a, a dead-end path. But we need this guide that God provides. He's the guide on the inside. He's the Holy Spirit. And He gives us, He shows us, he speaks to us. He gives us things to come. He shows us. He searches the very heart and the mind of God. And He longs, the Holy Spirit longs to transmit, to, to reveal those things to us. But we're not going to receive it through our mind. We're not going to receive it through CNN and MSNBC and Fox News. And it doesn't matter. You name it. Google doesn't know what God knows. And so the time that we spend... Searching and looking and longing for the answers. Asking our neighbors on next door. <laughs> I do that. I do that. If I have a project around the house, I'll say, hey, I'm going to throw this out there. And somebody, somebody will give you the answer. It's amazing the information that we can get in, in a blink of an eye. But listen, God wants us to settle down and sit down with him. Abide with him. And he will show us. He will tell us. He will lead us. He will guide us. It's not wrong to not know. Have you noticed that everybody wants to know? And it seems that everybody wants to be a know-it-all right now. <laughs> everybody wants to be a know-it-all. Everybody wants to be able to say, say, I said it first. I knew it first. I prophesied this months ago. I knew somebody that prophesied this 10 years ago. Come on. Really? <laughs> you know that, what that really says to a lot of people? Is that I know God better than you do. It's called spiritual pride. And there's no room for spiritual pride. We have to, in order to follow God, we have to humble ourselves. See, he told Abraham, follow me. Even though you don't know where I'm taking you, follow me. 
And we have to maintain that humility of heart to say, Lord, I don't know what I don't know. And it's okay. Because I know you, and I know that you know what I don't know. That is the place of humility that will bring you out of any maze that you find yourself in. The Holy Spirit is on the inside, and He can work with people that say, Hey, I am the clay, and you are the potter. I'm humbling myself under your mighty hand that you may, you may at your time exalt me. I'm not here to exalt myself. I'm not here to say that I said it first. I had the first prophecy. I'm the one to stand up and I'm the one to do this. No, I'm humbly following God saying, Lord, you know what I don't know. You know my next step. So show me today. Show me today. Show me, Lord, show me like Moses. When he connected with God on the mount and he turned aside to see what what this bush was doing. It was burning, but it wasn't burning. And I I have to come closer. I have to come closer. And as he came closer, God said, come closer. Today, God's telling you, God's saying to you, come closer. Come, Come closer. I want to tell you something. I want to show you something. I want to show you something that you don't know. And God showed Moses this awesome plan that he was going to use Moses to deliver his people. But Moses didn't know that. And Moses didn't know the plan specifically. He didn't know what what the next step was. He just followed God. He was just content with knowing the one who spoke to him from the bush. And he followed him and he was drawn to him. And he practiced the presence of God his whole life. So who do you know? Who do you know? If you don't know how to get out of the maze, who do you know? It's who you know that counts. It's who you know that counts. You know, following God can sound super spiritual, but how practical is it? We need this personal and intimate relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. You know, as, as a young Christian, when I, I became born again when I was 11 years old, but it was nine years later when I was filled with the Holy Spirit that I realized that, that God was not just in a book, <laughs> that he was real, that he was alive, that he wanted to speak to me. And, and when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I began to hear His voice on the inside of me. It was transformational. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, a different experience than being saved by the Spirit. It's a subsequent experience that we need to experience that brings a reality and a practical uh, a practical side to Christianity. To know the person of the Holy Spirit, to hear His voice Listen to what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14 and verse 16 and 17. Jesus said this, And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, one who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. There's a couple of things that I can 
surmise or ascertain or grab hold of from this verse. Jesus said we need to look for the Holy Spirit in order to recognize the Holy Spirit. He said the world can't because they're not looking for him. They can't recognize him. But we who are followers of Jesus need to look for and recognize the person of the Holy Spirit. He said that he would send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent. Over 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit was sent to us to empower us, to lead us, and guide us. And Jesus states that there's a difference between us and the world. The world doesn't want to know what the Holy Spirit is saying. They want to know what the CDC is saying, <laughs> what the CNN is saying, what everybody else is saying, but we as Christians need to know what the Holy Spirit is saying. We need to hear His voice. We need to seek Him, look for Him, recognize Him. This guide on the inside that goes before us. John 16 and verse 13, Jesus said this, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. So that's a big thing now in news reporting is everybody says they have the truth. Well, they really don't have the truth. There's only one truth, and it comes straight from God. And it comes by the Spirit of truth. And the Spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit who leads us, and he guides us into all the truth, and he does not speak on his own, but he will tell you, Jesus said, he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. And so if you want to find out what's next, you have to go to the spirit of truth. Who knows what's next? Who knows what's next? The spirit of truth knows what's next. In the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit was the one in Luke chapter 4 that led Jesus. Luke 4.14 4 says, then Jesus, uh, well, let's back up. He led Jesus into the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew 4 verse 1. Matthew 4, verse 1, the Holy Spirit led Jesus. It says, then Jesus, Matthew 4, 1, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. Some people say, well, wow, uh, God by his Spirit would lead Jesus into the wilderness. Yes, to be, even to be tempted there by the devil. That seems contradictory. You know, God wants us to, to be totally blessed. Well, no, there are times where God leads us in that place to work in our lives. It's not that he caused the wilderness. It's not that he empowered the enemy. <laughs> no. He protected Jesus in that time of temptation. Forty days without eating. But God was with him, leading him by the Holy Spirit the whole time because at the end of those 40 days, at the end of the temptation, at the end of when Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written. In Luke 4, 14, it says this, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, and reports about him quickly spread through the whole region. And so if we see that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and he returned from the wilderness, empowered by the Holy Spirit, it was the empowering of the Holy Spirit that caused him to walk victorious while he was in the wilderness. And so today, as we're in this maze, are we walking in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are we listening to the guide on the inside? Are we heeding what he's telling us? Because he speaks. Jesus told us that he speaks. John 10 and verse 27, Jesus said this, my sheep hear my voice. 
and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. That's good to say. Say, I'm God's sheep and I hear the voice of the good shepherd and I follow him. It's one thing to hear. It's another thing to follow. We have to hear. We have to follow. But we have to identify the guide. Jesus identified the guide. Because back in John 16, he said that the Holy Spirit will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. The words that come from the Holy Spirit lead us through the maze that we find ourselves in. This maze that we find ourselves in. What do we do next? Where do we turn? Is it left? Is it right? How do I know? As a pastor, listen, one of, the, one of the biggest things on our heart right now, Pastor Sheila and I talk about this constantly, when do we come back and assemble as a church? This is not something to be taken lightly. This is something that is very important to us because we're concerned about two things in the people that God has given us charge over. Their spiritual growth, number one, and their physical safety, number two. And so how do we do that? How do we feed but still assemble in a place where we're safe? And there's so many ideas, so many plans that other people are doing, and we should go back here, and we should go back there. And it's become a big controversy. I mean, governors are uh, around the country. Some governors are shutting churches down and saying you can't meet until, you know, January of 2021. I mean, I know that sounds absurd, but these are some of the things that are happening right now. And as a pastor, it affects me. And so in prayer, I'm like, Lord, we want to do what you want to do. We have to do what you tell us to do. And so I'm not looking to the left or to the right. I'm not calling another pastor and saying, hey, when do you, when do you think that I should open? No, he is the chief shepherd. He's the head shepherd. And he's given us responsibility over those that he's called for us to minister to. And so that's personal. And it's very, it's, it, it's very sacred to hear his voice and know what we should do at this time. Here's another verse, Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21. Isaiah 30, 21. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. This brings me comfort to know that God is with me. God is with me and God is for me. And he wants me to find the way to go even, even more, uh, even greater than I want to find that way. He wants me to know the next step. He wants you to know your next step. He wants you to be sure because every step that we take must be a step of faith. And if we're unsure, then we can be swayed by the circumstances or swayed by the outcome of that step. But if we know that God told us to take that step, there's confidence. There's boldness when we know that we've heard from God. So let's go one more time back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. There's something very important that we need to see here. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 11. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11. It says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. 
there's a lot of people that are saying today, well, I know what God's thinking and I know what he's doing and he did this and he did that. And there are a lot of people speaking for God, but they're off. God's spirit speaks for God. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is given the spirit of truth. He will speak the things that he's heard. And then verse 12 says, we've received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. You're not going to hear God's heart from listening to the world. So the spirit of God is given to us so that we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Those things that he has freely given us. Those things that are included with salvation. Salvation is not just being born again. It is protection. It is provision. It is peace. That's part of salvation. That Greek word sozo is so much more than just eternal life. God's Spirit shows us by enlightening our spirit. He, He shows us. He speaks to us and reveals the wisdom of God, the plan of God, the mysteries of God, those questions that you've been having, the answer comes from the Spirit of God, your guide on the inside that is right there with you in this maze that we found ourselves. And so there is an exit. This exit I find in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 says this, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. In other words, we, we find ourselves in the same maze everybody else has found ourselves, found themselves in, and doesn't matter how we got here, we're here, right? No need to compare stories on how we got here, we're here. But God doesn't want us to stay here. It says this, God is faithful God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. That when you're tempted, he will show you a way out. A way of escape. A way of escape. He wants to show us a way of escape. He wants to show us by his spirit. If you're dealing with some heavy situations today, like most people are, You need to know that there is a way of escape, that God, by his spirit, wants to show you that way. If you've you've been uh, dealing with thoughts of suicide, let's just be real, be honest. There there was another pastor uh, less than a month ago that took his own life. And from the outside, it it looked like this person had it together. But somewhere on the inside, there was, there was confusion. There was pain. There was probably shame. There was probably some self-inflicted wounds there. That's why I'm saying today by the Spirit of God, it's not wrong to not know. Don't be down on yourself for not knowing. Don't let other people pressure you for not knowing the next step. The Holy Spirit will show you the next step. He'll take you by the hand and gently lead you. Gently lead you. He doesn't force you. He doesn't push you. 
He does ask you to obey, but he gently leads you every step of the way, every step of the way. If you're at a dead end right now, he wants to lead you out. If you don't know Jesus, he wants, that's the first step. That is the greatest step. That is the transformational step that, that brings you from darkness to light, that brings you from death to life. Jesus is there wanting to lead you. If you'll say yes to him, listen, your life will change overnight. Now, I'm not going to promise you it's all going to be easy tomorrow. But you're going to have a guide on the inside that will lead you every step of the way, through every circumstance, through every challenge, through every temptation. There's a way of escape. If you need Jesus right now, just right there where you are. If you're watching this in your car, you're going to have to pull over or wherever you're at. If you're in a hotel somewhere, if you're at, at your house, you can get down on your knees. Say, Jesus, I need you more than ever before. I need you. And I surrender. I choose to surrender my life to you. I choose to give my life to you. I need this guide. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. Maybe you've even said yes to Jesus before. Maybe you've even begin, begun to follow him in the past, giving him your heart. But today is a new day. Recommit yourself to Jesus today. Recommit yourself to follow him today. If that's you, say, Lord, I've missed it. I, I'm in a dead end and I need some help. Holy Spirit, help me. Show me which way to turn, what step to take. I give you my life. I surrender. I surrender. That is the biggest prayer you can pray right now. I surrender. I give you myself. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.